Hello guys, welcome back to the XBS Chill Show, Season 28, Episode 4, Week 4. Uh, we have the uh, usual cast, we have myself, we have Krim. Hey guys. And Chilltown. What's up guys? And Chuck. What's up guys? And we, our special guest is Get Hype from the Los Angeles Kings. Well, what's up? Yeah. Alright, so guys, before we do anything, it's some league news. Again, I always mention this each week. Uh, thanks to Vitamin for the three stars and Suede for the power rankings. Uh, Suede said he'll have the power rankings up soon. Uh, he had a busy weekend, so he said he'll get to those. I'm sure they'll be done tonight sometime, so uh, you can look forward to those. Again, the XBS logo contest. The only person we've gotten anything from is our own Chilltown right here. He sent <laughs> oh us my goodness. About three Guys, or four. Guys, please. My stuff yeah. is terrible. He's actually just deleting every entry. <laughs> so, he's, uh, if, you know, I, I know you guys are busy with other stuff in your lives. If, if you have a chance to create something and you want to send it to us, by all means do that. Um, we had some issues this week with teams kind of panicking that they didn't get game pictures. Um, so make sure that at least somebody gets the pictures in your games. It's so important. Um, if you don't have those pictures, there's no way to, to put any stats in. Um, the only thing you can do, which we had to, we had, we did do, is that you can, you can search up your team's stats. There's a, there's a, um, there's a link when you log into the, the game itself, NHL 20. There's a link that you can use to find your team stats, but it doesn't have all of them. So the pictures are really the best way to go. Um, and then let's get to more uh, specifically stuff. We had some waves and some signings, and then we'll get to the trade. So the waves that we had was. Uh, Jojo What What was replaced by Ali Oxen Free, and that was in Buffalo. And then Get You Some was replaced by J Bob, and that was in Chicago. So we've had two, we've had two rookies take those spots for those guys that had to drop out. All right, so guys, let's get to these two trades, Krim and Chill. And anybody else who wants to chime in, uh, the first one was a biggie. So yeah. why don't you uh, bring that one up, and we can all discuss it and chime in. So go ahead. Yeah, the first trade, it kind of came out of nowhere. Um, usually don't see top picks move around too much. We saw maybe one earlier in the season, but we see it again this week. We had a one-for-one -one trade between Edmonton and Vegas. Edmonton sent over Flaming Dragon in exchange for Scooney. So what you see here is um, both top forwards as far as goal scoring. You're going to get a lot of goals from Dragon. Scooney has a high puck um, control player, likes to carry it and get into the zone. Um, from talking to Stupid, um, he said it was more of like a team chemistry issue he was trying to work on. Uh, Scooney wasn't really gelling in with his team, so he wanted to kind of mix things up. He needed a guy who was going to shoot the puck and put it in the net. Uh, so making the exchange for Dwagon, you can see why he would do that. Yeah, I agree with Krim. I mean, uh, Scooney's more of a playmaker, uh, goal scorer combo, and him going to play with Vibe is just, you know... Uh, you know, it doesn't get any better than that than a than a combo of two forwards that play together, play together well and can score. And uh, you know, SP is right. Dragon does put you know pucks in the net, uh, but I think uh, Dragon is is a little bit more, um, how do you say, sort of a one-sided player. Like he'll he'll just shoot up the ice and has a knack for putting in the puck, whereas Scooney is a little bit more of a playmaker. Um, and and can do a little bit of both, so I definitely give him the edge to Edmonton on this one. Um, it was just a good play by Vibe to make that trade. I think Dragon was doing really well um, in Edmonton, but this this move actually uh, makes Edmonton a little bit better. I think. 
Yeah, I mean, just looking, I just looked really quick, uh, picked up the stats real fast. Dragon has 73 points. He has 40 goals. Uh, I mean, 50, 53 goals. I'm sorry, 53 goals, second to only Vibe, and 20 assists for 73 points. And Scooney's got um, 36 goals, 32 assists for 68 points. So, fairly even as far as point, you know, point wise. Um, Scooney's, Scooney's actually played two more games than Dragon has. So, you know, but still. Uh, Two highly offensive guys going back and forth in this deal for sure. Yeah. Anybody else have any thoughts on this? Hyped or, or Chuck? Anybody else want to add into this trade or uh, get to the next one? I was just going to echo what Chilltown said. I, the word I was trying to think of when he was saying what he was saying is it, to me, it feels like Scooney's maybe a little bit more self reliant. Flaming's really good, but maybe just it, it to me, I've played with him before, especially uh, just a little bit. And from what I saw, it almost looked like he depended on other people passing a little bit better than maybe Scooney does. Mm-hmm. And you're probably, okay. you're probably going to get a little bit more all around play out of Scooney, but yeah. All right. Brent, you got anything you want to add to this? Um, I'm, I'm have to definitely agree with chill telling about it. I haven't got to play with either of them. In, like in the sense of being on my team, I have played against mm-hmm. them. Uh, Scooney was a part of that trade to get me over to, um, LA oh, right. from Vegas. So mm-hmm. I didn't, like I said, I didn't get to play with him. I, I just played against him. Um, okay. So he is a good player, but I do agree. He's an all-around player that can kind of do a little bit of everything uh, to where, you know, Dwagon is more one-sided, you know, get the bucket yeah. back in that. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, Krim, how about that next trade? This was the three-for-three three swap here. Let's talk about this one. It's a big trade. And if it's three-for-three, yeah. three, you got to know uh, DC is included in this deal, right? So <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so this one we actually saw three players um, move from Montreal to Detroit. So to Detroit, we have Devil Dog, K Dog, and Violent in exchange for Big D, Captain Patches, and Mr. Mad Moose. Um, from what I got from Keith, he was just trying to shake things up. I think he had a bit of a rough patch at the end of the week of last week. Um, we see a center and two de- defensemen switch over for two defensemen and a forward. So I think Patches plays the wing. So it's pretty much positionally sound in the switch. Um, I think this is mainly just for a shuffle. Um, I know Chill's on this team, so maybe he'll have more insight than me. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's definitely um, more to shake things up than anything else. We weren't uh, clicking too well on defense, so I think this move was uh, more uh, more geared for improving, or not just improving, but just shaking things up on, on the defensive end. So uh, I think Keith is, is happy with, uh, so far, with what we've we've uh, been able to do with uh, Big D and Man Moose on defense. I actually haven't played with Patches yet, uh, but probably this week I will. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? Anything to insight to this trade? Shoot, no? I, I'm, I, the only thing I want to say is I think I think uh, Dash just like trading people. It's the only <laughs> thing I can think of, because after that <clears throat> that first big trade he did, their team just yeah. like surged in the standings, and they're playing really well, and it's like, okay, <clears throat> He's probably not going to make a move. They're in a good spot. Out of nowhere, yeah. he's like, ah, I'm going to move half my team again. Let's go. <laughs> yes. Uh... Go ahead, go ahead. Oh. I was going to say, he's uh, pretty good at like evaluating players and making those deals. Um, the first deal we saw that actually improved both teams, so I can see a kind of a similar effect for this team. But I think I would give a slight edge to Detroit in this trade. Yeah, he. I just, I just I forgot I had texted Dash because he actually... He told me, but I'm even asking him. He said, "I just wanted to shake up on a secondary line to improve our special teams." 
with some more familiar members. Uh, and I made a joke. I thought I thought he was done. If that last trade, I thought he was done because I, I kind of felt like he had the team that he wanted. But he said, um, I said, thanks. I said, and here I thought you were done. He said, well, with Montreal wanting to sell, all of a sudden plans changed. So he had a little bit of change of heart when Montreal, I guess, came knocking. So we'll see how it plays out. He's made some good trades so far. He, like you said, Krim, he knows, seems to know really know what he's doing there, Dash. Um, yep. As far as what team he wants. So we'll see what happens, if it works out or not. Um, and I can see DC wanting to shake things up a little bit, chill. I can see that um, from your perspective. All right. Um, let's go on to the roundtable discussion, and we'll go back to that dynamic duos uh, topic that we brought up last week. Uh, we'll do one each week. Um, and it's really just a, just to two players who really produce together. Uh, it could be two forwards, a defensive pair, or any other pair, like a, you know a goalie tandem. Um, and I pulled out a, a few. I just kind of went to the stats. Um, there's not much else we can really base it on, so I went to sets and I saw picked out some guys that kind of jumped out at me. Um, and, and two guys I saw there on the offense um, were KH and Bernat, who have 117 points combined on Calgary. And then the other combo I saw was Zombie and Macaque, who have 125 points combined in San Jose. Um, you guys have any thoughts on these these combinations? I know, Chuck, you play with KH and Bernat. Um, anything that you want to kind of bring up about those two guys? Um, I mean, they're both really good at communicating. Is probably part of the biggest reason why they're um, mm -hmm. why they're scoring as many points as they do. Um, and I, I mean, obviously Cage is going to draw a lot of attention. He's a known threat. So he's so going to get double. He's going to get double teamed and stuff like that. And Burnett really been right. playing playing really well off of that this season. As a rookie, Being a too, rookie right? he's a little bit more yeah. unknown. People aren't necessarily targeting him quite as much mm -hmm. or anything like that. So, um, it's they they pretty much had good chemistry from you know day one, and they're they're really good at playing off each other, especially when Cage gets double teamed in the corner or something like that, and he's able to get mm -hmm. it out. So. All right, that's pretty good insight on those two guys. Anybody else want to touch that one? Do you want to talk about Zombie and Macaque? Whatever you guys want to talk about, just speak up. Yeah, I can kind you of know. look at both of these. Um, mm -hmm. You're looking at two kind of different sets. Well, they're kind of similar sets of players, just uh, flipped around. KH is a winger who's highly talented at scoring. Mm -hmm. Burnett is mm -hmm. a little more defensive. He helps make space for Kevin. And on the other end, you have Zombie, who's the winger, but he's the big body that's going to help create space. Yes. And Pierre is more of the, you know, the puck handler, goal scorer there. So. Mm -hmm. I play a zombie a bit today too. I, um, he's really good at using that big forward and he forechecking is. and creating space yep. for his team. So having zombie out there it helps Pierre have that extra space in the middle. Mm -hmm. So it's a good, uh, yeah. good combination to have there. Yeah, I, I, mean, I feel yeah. like zombie yeah, sure, yep. makes the space and Macaque, uh Pierre knows where to go. So that combination right there, like you know what I mean, like you can make the space all you want, but if nobody, no one's going to where they need to be. But of course, you know Pierre is a smart player just like zombie, so they're on the same page. I can see that, you know, being a big reason why, you know, they got 125 points combined. Both very smart players. Yeah, I, I was talking to McCack about that. He made a comment to me, not in a bad way, how he had, he's had to adjust his game because there's the space that Zombie creates for him. So he's had to, you know, it's 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 obvious the space that Zombie creates and Pierre, Pierre's had to change his game a little bit based on that. You know what I'm saying? The way Zombie can create space for Pierre. He said they were just yeah. his game, so you know it's it's yeah. And Pierre doesn't have to work as hard, right? That's what, right. That's what I was about to say. He's not used to having that much space to to work with. 
Yeah, he said to me, I, I found it right here. He says, it's, uh, I end up not having to make plays. Zombie creates so much space. So that was what he said to me when we were just kind of discussing things a little bit. So, you know, yeah, he makes a great point, and we've all, we all feel the same way. All right, um, that defense combination, I was surprised. When I, 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 you know, I was looking at them, and um, they, have, they have a limited, you know, limited amount of games together. They've only played 29 games combined, but both of their D ratings are in top, the top 10. They have an 88.2 D rating average. Um, unfortunately, I haven't really played with, I know, you know, Danger Wheels is a rookie. Um, who I haven't played with, um, and Jay Lennox, I have limited, you know, playing time with as well. Um, do any of you guys have you guys played with any of these guys, Jay Lennox and Danger Wheels at all? Uh, I've played with Lennox before. I played with him uh, when I owned the Rangers two seasons ago. Mm -hmm. I think it was. Yeah. Um, right. He's very uh, a physical player, um, but I can see um, the last few games I actually played against him. Um, he's actually laid off a bit on that and, and is playing a little bit smarter. In terms of just going for big hits, okay. I think a lot has to do with the fact that he replaced his power brick for his Xbox instead of putting ice on it like the last oh. one. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was pretty funny. He he dropped out of games because his uh, his uh, power his power brick would overheat, and then he sent us a picture with like a, a literal ice pack sitting on top of it oh trying to cool it. Oh my god! Because <laughs> that's not dangerous. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, they're 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 not. They're, I guess I'm not trying to, you know, slight them, but they're not putting up a ton of points. But defensively, their their ratings of what stood out to me. Um, you know, they have Lennox has six assists in 15 games, and Danger Wills has seven assists in 14 games. Um, but again, I just felt like those 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 D ratings being both top 10 were something that we could we could address on the on the show. Give those guys some love on the show. Um, Anybody else want to add anything to those two guys, those two combos? I, I think with the defensive pairing, uh, looking at the team they have from the forwards they have, you don't need to score points, right? You just need to mm -hmm. shut down the other team and get the puck up to their forwards. So I can see why just playing a defensive style would actually help that those two players. Yeah, no doubt. All right, anybody else want to add anything to that one? Now we'll move on. Yeah, and Sabres play with Lennox in New York, so New York Rangers, so... He, that's that's also a plus that they have some oh. chemistry from before, yeah. Okay, okay, that makes sense, yeah. Okay, good good point there. All right, how about, uh, I, I went there when I, I was going to try to do, what I mentioned last last show, I was going to try to go through and try to find combos like that play three or four seasons together, and it's it's just almost downright impossible because you never really get drafted to the same teams. I mean, unless DC is drafting where he gets McCack and my brother, you don't really see it very often because that was DC's... Uh, combination you love but you don't really see that very often so i went back to season 24 um where t daly and caster had quite a season um they both had oh i think we lost mike scoreboard and oh he's back he you lost me yeah for like three seconds oh, wow. okay so i was mentioning <clears throat> t daly and caster season 24 they were both on tampa um, they had both had record-setting D ratings. Uh, Daly had a 94.1 D rating, wow. and Caster had a 94.0 D rating. So they both set records that season with their D ratings on Tampa, and their team led league in goals against with 100 with 135. So I wanted to mention those guys um, in our historical one because that was quite that was quite a season to, to discuss. 
Yeah, you missed the third defenseman that, that drill. That was uh, Levins, right? Yep. Yep. The third defenseman. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, was that was he on Tampa? Yeah, Le that Levins season? was on Tampa. Yeah, that season. Yep. Okay. Okay. So he he gives uh, those defensemen a, a boost uh, season after season just because of the way he plays. So I'm not surprised. But I am surprised at 94.1 and 94.0. Yeah. That's that's insane. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Casper's Kass one of the best defensemen to ever play in the league. Uh, he just shuts the stuff down. So not too surprised on that side. Tudeli's always been solid. Yep. Yeah. Every year. Combination. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I thought we could mention those guys. And I said, we'll do another one next. We'll do another one next week. We'll find another historical one. I may go back even further and see if I can pluck two guys out together that really played well. We'll discuss that one. But I thought that was a, a good one to discuss. All right. Let's get to this next one. I'll let you guys. I'll just kind of mention it and let you guys kind of talk it out. Um, the conference format, guys. What do we think about this conference format we tried this year where we're all in one conference and top eight are going to make it. How do you guys feel so far? Awesome. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I think it's it's probably the best way to go. Um, it gives, you know, the teams that, you know, play, play well or in the fight, you know, get it close. But then, you know, in the previous seasons, you know, they may be out a point or two um, from contention. But yet, a team with lower points in a different conference gets to go through. So I like this this format better. Yeah, if you look at the standings um, from fourth place to twelfth place, it's only a ten point difference. Uh, there's still half a season to go, so there's gonna be a lot of changing through the ranks. Uh, looking from like sixth to tenth yeah. place, it's only three points or five points. Yeah, so that's crazy. It's just crazy. Yeah. It's yeah. just <laughs> so close. Anything can happen any night. After one yeah. week goes by, everyone's in different yeah. positions. And, and, and like Vegas is only five points out of the AC. They're in last place right now, but they're only five points out of the last spot, last playoff mm -hmm. spot. So you know, even that, the last place team isn't even out of it yet. And we're in week, week five. We're, you know, week five's coming up right now. Um, I mean, there's no question of the team at the top. We know that's going to probably be Edmonton throughout. Um, but the rest of it's going to be pretty interesting. I don't know if anybody's only going to catch Detroit either. Where, who, actually, who's in second? I don't know if I have the standing right. Who's, who's Detroit's behind? Second. Okay, Detroit. But Calgary's okay, right dude. behind them. Calgary right, so, back. Yeah, so you know that the top maybe shift might shift a little bit, but it's more that the meat of the conference, the middle there, that's that's still battling it out, which is gonna be interesting as uh as the season winds down. Um anything else you guys want to talk comment on the conference format? Hyped or shuck? How do you guys I mean, feel about it? Well, last much season most, I could well, rookie season, so I only got to witness that, you know, for one okay. season. But, you know, having the uh, open conference, I think, is a lot better just due to the sheer fact that uh, I feel like it makes it a little more competitive. So even if you have that team, like you said, that uh, kind of falls back because they're in a strong conference, they get knocked out of the playoff race because of, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I do like the open conference. Okay. What about you, Sean? Kind of... yeah, go ahead. Oh, oh, man, finish up. Grim, let's just... Okay, I was gonna say like we had those seasons where teams were ahead in points in their conference, but they didn't make the playoffs due to the, you know, where mm -hmm. they were seated. So it kind of nice to have you know it open for everyone to have equal chance, play every team equally, and if there happens to be one team that just can't compete this season, it doesn't affect everyone as much. Right. Okay, Chuck, you were gonna say something? Uh, I, think? I was just gonna say. I mean, obviously, I haven't been around as long as everybody, but I mean, it just uh, this format just kind of makes sure that the best. Mm -hmm. Like the people playing the best consistently all season get to get in the playoffs, and it's not one of those things where, yeah, you're ten points behind. If if you know, say if you were ten points behind 
in this situation, but you're in a different conference, you get in anyways because your entire conference hasn't been playing that well. Just kind of, mm-hmm. it should make the playoffs a little bit more competitive. So, all right, yeah. So good discussion on that. I, I like it myself, particularly right now. I like how competitive it's been. Um, like we've tried different things each season. You know, we have some, one time we had the wild card spots, and so we're always willing to try different stuff. But I, I kind of like how this is working out so far. I mean, we'll see as the season progresses. But I, I kind of like it myself as well. Um, you see any downsides to it? I mean, I, I can't really think everything off the off the top of my head. Uh, downsides really maybe not really because everyone plays everyone equally. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. maybe the one thing is you can't create the rivalries as much and as in conferences, but mm-hmm. we still see some some good um, rivalries this season. So, mm-hmm. right. Ask Vegas yeah. and the Kings about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now here comes a, a kind of topic I kind of threw in at the end. So get hyped. We have, I apologize, but let's let's get let's throw some questions that get hyped. I'm sure Crim's got a bunch of uh, maybe not a bunch, but a couple <laughs> of good hard hitting questions for a get hyped. So let's let's throw some questions that get hyped and see what kind of answers we get. So who wants to? Go. Uh, we yeah. gotta go with mob scenes question right away. So, what's okay. your favorite Dorito? Oh, my favorite Dorito, uh, Cool Rant's probably my favorite. <laughs> yeah, I like Cool Ranch. Anything else? I guess we can go. Um, yeah, we got this. Don't worry, I got more. Uh, okay, <laughs> so this is your second <laughs> season. Um, I know you haven't had a chance to play with a lot of, like, a lot of league players yet. You've only been on two teams, traded once. Um. But is there a player out there that you haven't played with that you really would like to play with? Um, Ooh, I mean, Vibe is always Vibe is always a nice one. I, I feel like he's that player that can elevate anybody's game, and like mm-hmm. uh, being able to have options like that. To look, if if I get you know locked down in the corner, knowing that I can just kind of throw it around, having a guy that I can rely on to finish. Um, I think I think Vibe would be that guy. Um, but yeah. Yeah, that Crimson Fire guy sucks, right? Hype. Wait, wait, who is that? <laughs> hey, there you go. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, Next, Hype, you were you were with Whip last season as well. Uh, yes. So, explain to me that relationship. What's going um, on there? Oh, wow. I mean, I'm 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 pretty sure that in our uh, in our chat it got described as we we feel like we're brothers. Um, I think that it was just one of those relationships that kind of clicked. Like I understand how he plays, like, and it it mixes with my play style a lot. Um, I I do a lot of uh, passes around from the uh, left wing back to that uh, that defensive spot that he plays. So it kind of just it kind of just clicks. Um, I don't know. In our personalities match, we play a lot of games outside of hockey. Um, so we just have that chemistry. Yeah, we all know. I mean, it's no secret he's going to draft you yeah. until uh, until stupid came and swooped you up. So he got you in the end, back on his team. Yeah. So <laughs> anything else, guys? Any more questions for hyped? Yeah, uh, we were talking earlier about you said how you used to play just um, in threes, right? Competitive threes, and then you had to make mm-hmm. the switch over from threes to uh, XPS sixes, which you found a little more defensive. Do you want us to elaborate on that a little bit more? Um, yeah, well, as you know, it's it's not a secret that threes is very open, very offensive oriented. So the defensive play is not not really there. Um, I did do it competitive for a long time without playing sixes. So getting switched over to this league and trying to adjust my play as, hey, I got extra players I can pass to so that, you know, I don't turn it over because, you know, I've got two defensemen to worry about now. 
Um, so this league is very competitive. Like I, I've had a lot of good defensemen that, you know, you don't hear about all the time, uh, step mm -hmm. up and make great plays against me. It, uh, so like it, there's been a lot of switching and uh, a lot of getting used to, I feel like this season I've elevated my game a lot just because I'm used to it. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, the numbers are kind of proving that right now too. I right. got started off really slow last season. Um, and you know, just, just playing with the league and getting to know everybody and, and how the league develops, like it's developed me like to be a better player. Who referred you? I don't remember. Who referred you to XBS? Who um, was it? It was Bulldog. Uh, okay. Is the okay. one that actually sent me over to the league. Okay. Cool. I thought it might Anything have been else? Slam and Sammy. Slam and Sammy. <laughs> we can't forget Slam and Sammy. <laughs> good old Slam and Sammy. Anything else for hype? Those are some good questions. Anything else, guys? I don't think we bother him enough, yeah. All right, good. All right. All right, let's 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 do the next topic. We'll skip the one I have. Let's do the member suggestions first. And this was something that Dash brought up. Um I'll I'll, I'll mention what he said and we will discuss it. He said thoughts on scheduling every team a matinee on separate Sunday afternoons at like two PM Eastern time. So members have a chance to spotlight some game spotlight some games and to bring a new element to the league. That was a question he had. So what are your Think. thoughts on that? I think the time might be really difficult. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people are busy on weekends because it's their time with their family. Uh, maybe if you could do like an 8 p.m. game, it's like be a little more highlighted. But mm -hmm. right, um, yeah, I think 2 p.m. might be a bit early, but it's a good idea. I think it would bring um, maybe a little more interest to people to watch some of the games because sometimes you can't watch certain matchups because you know you're playing the same night. So right. I see the the negatives and the positive of that. Yeah, anybody else? I mean, if everybody could get behind it, I I think it's a pretty good idea. Just just because, like you said, we'd hammer out of time or something like that. But like you said, you get to watch a bunch of people. You you know, even then, you get to see how other people play when you normally wouldn't be able to see anything unless you're actually playing against them. So yeah, yeah, I, I like the idea as well. I mean, it's um, it's it's going to be tough for two p.m. on Sundays. But here's another thing I'd like to throw in there. What if? Go. We use this idea, right? But then we also mm -hmm. throw in a uh, flex schedule just to make Dusty even more insane with his spreadsheets. <laughs> so that let's say you start this, you start this uh, Sunday afternoon uh, matinee game, maybe week three, and you pick two teams that are you know are you know ahead in the standings and match them up against each other for that week, and then reschedule the other game and see if uh, that draws some attention. That's just something I want to throw out there too. Great, that's great, chill. Thanks for that, buddy. Great, great insight. <laughs> um, actually, it's pretty easy. The way, the way, the way this you, know, you put the scoreboard, you put the games in the schedule is fairly easy. That that like a Sunday game, you could just pop into the schedule. I think. Well, actually, Pierre may have to add something to it. I don't know if we simply pop something in there. There are some days open. The games like we don't play on Friday and Saturday. Those are open in the schedule, but Sundays, I don't know if he'd be able to do something like that where we could put a two p.m. game in the schedule. I don't know. We're not saying uh, in the chat that he he said, "Can we do it with announcers like we did with those playoffs?" Yeah, that would be. I think that'd be fun too. If we can get some guys who do some announcing, that would be that would be a lot of fun. We, that's yeah, we, we haven't done that in a while. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> maybe we can do it during the playoffs once once Chill Town's team's out of the playoffs. Maybe we get him to do oh, it. Lots of time. For <laughs> so, so we can uh, get him to do that. I mean, I, I would do it too. I'd probably be a lot of fun. Um, thanks for that question, Dash. Uh, are we getting any questions before we do that last topic? Are we getting any questions in in the Twitch? Uh, um, nothing. Or no. Uh, yeah, Dash uh, wanted uh, to. He actually go. added something. Thoughts on switching the playoff scheduling next season, 
so that every player gets at least two games in the first four and one in the, in the final three. That's that's what we have to be this we'd have to discuss as an admin mm -hmm. team. I know, I know we were talking about doing doing the first the first two games on one night, the second two games on one night, and then splitting up the last three games. So each so game five, six, and seven, if they're necessary, would be on separate nights, just to eliminate the whole you know guys kind of playing with their lineups that way. One team's a home team on game five, another team's a home mm -hmm. team in game six. So it's just, it kind of eliminates that game and chip with the lines. So I think that's something that we're going to do this season. As far as um, the other question, I, I can see what he's saying. We want to try to keep guys involved. Yeah. Right now, it's it's one, you know, it's some guys only get two games per series. Um, if that, you know. Um, and then the other thing that's tough with that as well is we don't know teams' availabilities. We don't go in and look at your locker rooms. We don't know, you know, and we can't prove it, uh, you know, teams' availability. So that, that comes into play as well. We don't know if a guy's available or not. Um, I see what Dash is saying, though, and that's something we'd have to discuss as an admin team. But, I mean, you guys are free to discuss it. What do you guys think about that? Anybody have any yeah, it's on tough. That? I mean, it's a, it's a tough topic. Not topic, but a tough sort of scenario. How do you... You know, put your best, you know, um, method of making sure people play the games they need to play, and but also, you know, like you said, you know, not knowing availability, you know, mm -hmm. you can't, you can't, you know, police that, right? And right. not that people are trying to scam you or anything, but you know, if, if a guy's yeah. unavailable, he's unavailable, so you have right. to play the replacement, you know, and that might be the top line again. So, you know, it's it's tough. He's got to hope the players who want to play are given the opportunity to play, right? So. That's why you take time to vet the right owners and, you know, you do lay out what is required, but, you know, right. it's always nice to be fair. You start at the top. Yep. Yeah, that's true. We put the owners in place to hopefully do the right thing, so that, that's a great point as well. Um, okay, so that's, that's that was a good question. Thanks for that, Dash. Anybody else have any other questions in that Twitch chat? Did we get any other questions? Uh, I don't see anything else. All right, so this was kind of a... A fun topic I threw in at the end. I'll let you guys go. I'm sure somebody's probably going to steal my movie. I'll go last. Um, what is your favorite all-time hockey movie and why? So, who wants to go first? Well, I'll, I'll go you first so one. I can disappoint you guys real quick. I'm really fairly new to hockey, so I can't say I've ever watched a hockey movie. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, I don't watch a whole lot of movies to begin with unless the name Star Wars is in it, so... <laughs> well, you don't, don't feel too bad. I don't think I've watched too many hockey movies because they're really? usually not the best. There quality. isn't I've that watched... many. Yeah, there isn't that oh, many. Really? I watched I Mighty Ducks. Name... Ouch. I can name Ouch. some. That hurts. Yeah. Well, I there's Miracle. There's Mighty Ducks. There's Miracle. But you know, I uh... I watched Mighty Ducks. It was it was you know good when I was a kid. You're a big Banks but, fan. Yeah. Big Conway yeah. fan. <laughs> yes, man. You know. <laughs> <laughs> chill. You don't have one. You don't have one. Chill. Come yeah, on, man. Yeah, I do. I do. I I think. I mean, don't forget Youngblood. Both both the documentary. And the remake or whatever the Disney movie that they made was it Disney? Yeah, I don't even know. It was but with, Disney. Uh, it was Kurt Russell. Yeah, he did a great yeah. job. I, yeah, I love those two movies. I mean, one was a documentary, so it's real life. But um, and then maybe number two would be something you guys probably don't don't even know what it is it's called Airborne, and it's a little bit of a oh. roller hockey movie. Oh, like Airbud, right? No, it's like one of Jack Black's like earliest <laughs> movies, and it's more of a comedy. But there's right. 
maybe 20% of the movie is, is uh, roller hockey, and the rest is just like, I don't know, stupidity. So, anyway. <laughs> that's, an, yeah. that's, that's an obscure one. Get hyped. Over the love one? guru. I, I don't, where, where, where do you, get hyped. Do you have a hockey, favorite hockey, old-time hockey movie? Uh, I mean, you can't go wrong with the Mighty Ducks. I think the second one was my favorite. Uh, that was when they done the whole National League hockey, so they were for Team USA or whatnot. Um, okay. So you can't go wrong with that. But I was a big fan of the uh, comedy Goon. That was a okay. good hockey movie. Yeah, I like that. I thought that was a good one too. I liked it. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with Chill. Chill Stone. My Miracle is my all-time favorite movie, hockey movie. I I I could watch it over and over and over. I get made fun of my in my house. Because if it's on TV, this, I'll watch is, a, it. is that an American um, thing? Who do you play It for? must be. I mean, I can yeah, see why, it has to be. Why, why Canadians wouldn't want to watch it. It probably puts a little salt in the wounds, but, you know, us taking down the Russians, down the Russians is uh, quite a feat. So, um, uh, yeah, I, I can watch. I love that movie. I can watch it over and over. And, and her, what do you call it? Um, Kurt Russell did a great job as her Oh, uh, He nailed it. He, yeah, he yeah. did a great job. So that's, that's, that's my favorite all-time hockey movie. That's what I'm going to go with. Um, and I, I a little shout out to Youngblood too. I, I haven't seen Youngblood in a while, but I could watch that. I could watch that again. I don't know yeah, if you guys but, have ever seen Youngblood. This, but... this definitely mm-hmm. would have been a, been a better question for my wife, oddly enough. I have to give her to give me some. Just... <laughs> <laughs> now maybe you need to hand her the controller. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Well, what about um, Blades of Glory? Blades <laughs> <laughs> of Glory. Oh my God. Um, right, I think I was so... featuring Gade, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, maybe it was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't yeah. surprise me. Gorgeous game. Game yeah. of glory. Oh, Gates of glory. Gates of glory. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. All right. Uh, uh, anything else that you guys want to discuss, bring up before we. Schnauz, Schnauz wants to know who's the worst Dusty in the league? Dusty Wright's league oh. or, man, or man manhandled? Oh, man. That's so easy. <laughs> it's manhandled. Most people are here. picking you, Dusty. Oh, oh what a nah, bunch of jerks! No, nah, it's just Hashtag. beer nuts. It's only beer nuts. Did we? What? Beer nuts is picking me? Is it? Oh, yeah. I'm gonna score. I'm gonna score on him tonight. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, that's a good schnoz question. Who's labeled me as famous and slow? So, don't expect anything less from schnoz. Um, anything else, Jill? Any other jokes cracked in the Twitch that we want to bring up? No, that's all. That's all. Is that it? Yeah, all right. Like it. All right, guys. I guess we can wrap it up then. Um, I want to thank everybody again. Crim, Shuck, Chill, get hyped. Um, for joining me. So thank you for that, guys. Uh, trade yep. extra measures. Trade deadline ends. It's 11:59 p.m. next Saturday. So this is the last week for owners to make trades. End of week five ends is the trade deadline, so that'll be it. I'm sure we might see better, a bunch of trades this week. I better pack my bags. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you're going. I don't think you're going anywhere, but we'll see. <laughs> you're right. Eight million, right, Chill? He paid for you. Hey, yes. it's DC. Well, that's a wow. hefty price for, for a Chill. Target. Might trade him for well, you. That's a hefty price for third liner. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Man, what are you all right, so guys, thanks again, and good luck to everybody in week five, and we will see you next week uh, for week six. And this, the show will be on Spotify when Chuck's able to get it up on there. So if you haven't listened to it, I'll get it quicker it, this week. You can go to Spotify and listen to it. All right, guys, thanks again. Yep, have, a great have a good week. week. See you guys. Yeah. See you thanks guys. for having me.